All right, let's do this episode. This show has explicit language and mature themes. Hey, John, play that lick for us. No, 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 not that one. <laughs> Shut up. All right, yeah, Th- that was good. Thanks, John. Oh, hey there. Welcome to Dexplanation. Oh, thanks, John. <laughs> I'm Dexter Sorensen. I looked something up on Wikipedia, watched some YouTube about it, and I'm going to explain it to my friend David Gerondale. Oh, hey, Dix! <laughs> hey, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How yeah, you doing? I'm doing well. I'm not going to do that throughout the whole episode. I good. just wanted to get my energy out. Good. Um, Today sucked. I mean, the weather-wise, so I'm not even going to... It was the smoke again. Yeah. So, let's not even address it. Let's not. Uh, what are we going to learn about? We're going to talk about Utsi. Oh, fucking A. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, so yeah, he's the oldest intact human body ever found. He's about 5,300 years old. Okay, yeah. Lived 5,300 years ago. First, we're going to describe him. Then we're going to talk about his stomach contents and what he had on him. And then we'll speculate about his life and death. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So he died in 3,300 BCE. That was like about probably 250 generations ago. 250 generations. Yeah, okay, seems, that's an interesting way to measure. Seems less. It. Yeah, it seems less when you say 250 generations. Yeah, yeah, it does. So it was almost a thousand years before the first Egyptian pyramids were built. Oh boy! He was and just to give context, Cleopatra is closer chronologically to us in present day than she is to the building of the pyramids. Like yeah. she, we are closer to her in in time than she is to the pyramids mm-hmm. uh yeah so in september in 1991 in the utstal italian alps like 100 yards away from the austria border he was found by these two german hikers and the press called him utzi after the mountains where he was found okay they uh, saw the head and shoulders of utzi exposed and the rest was still in ice and they thought he was probably somewhat recently deceased hiker but nah, he was one of the coolest scientific discoveries ever, ever made. Espe- like, yeah, especially, I mean, he, he, anthropology just like, whoo, went nuts. Yeah. yeah. He taught us a lot about uh, European prehistory. Yeah, he's uh, considered a national treasure or something equivalent. So is he, he is he in Italy then? Still? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's mostly kept frozen in South Tyrol Museum of Archaeology in Bolzano, Italy. Okay. Yeah, and you can like see into it, and then like every oh, time. Oh, really? Yeah, every time they uh, do work on him, they like unthaw him for like eight hours, and then they have like an eight hour window before they have to re- thaw him again. Re- I've I've heard that thawed a lot of times like preserved remains, um, decompose uh, extra fast sometimes when you when you say like yeah, unfreeze them so. and stuff like that. That's or, why like, they have to be really careful. And it takes years, and it takes years in between, like, different studies that they do. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. Um, so, yeah, it's really hard to go ahead and study him extensively. So, let's describe Utsi. He was 5'5". Five five. He was probably about 45 years old, and he had brown eyes and 61 tattoos. Holy moly, yeah. that's a lot of tattoos. He spent some time getting Yeah, them. yeah. Uh, they were in 19 groups, and they were made of ash or soot. And so, like, he could have even... He was either cut open, and the soot was placed on it, or it was put on the implement, 
Okay, itself. so like uh, like basically like maybe a tiny wood hammer with a yeah. bunch of little needles on it that you put soot. Um, I know a lot of uh, prison tattoos utilize urine oh, really? as a substrate. Like, yeah, sterilized urine, because urine isn't actually sterile once it leaves your body because your urinary tract yeah. has bacteria in it, uh, and so does everywhere in the world. Uh, and so your urine is actually not sterile once it enters the outside environment. It's just sterile when it's inside you. Tastes good, but uh, it does. It's delicious, <laughs> right? Like lemonade, Kool Aid. Um, yeah. No, but uh, but yeah. Apparently, if you boil it, it makes a good substrate for certain types of um, pigments. Okay. And All so right. I think they use it in tattooing. Yeah. Like in prison tattoos. Sorry. Hmm. Um, but yeah, his tattoos were most of mostly a series of lines. He had a few like little cro- uh, crosses or X's, but I saw some with three lines and some with seven lines in the groups. Okay, and they're believed to be medicinal or therapeutic in nature. Oh, like they believe that like making these lines had some sort of permanent beneficial yeah, effect. They like somewhat correlate with uh, Chinese acupuncture spots. Okay, and, like the prime meridians the, and places that idea. where they know that he had like ailments. Oh, interesting. Yeah, like so they his were basically and stuff. You know, if you think about it, it. it, it yeah, it's very similar to like acupuncture, say like um Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, a lot of them correspond with acupuncture. Oh, okay, spots too. that's very cool. So it was like acupuncture but also like a permanent tattoo. That's yeah. uh, I like that. It's kind of cool. I want to get, cool to I know more about his, that notion. I want to get some some of his tattoos. Uzi's. I think uh, maybe like a whole leg. I think like Brad a, Pitt has some Uzi has, tattoos. No, he has a tattoo of Uzi's body. Oh, uh, that's like less laying, cool. Laying with his arm mm, to the side see, as he I, was discovered. I don't think most attempts at realistic portrayal of of like anthropomorphic. Like, if you want to do like yeah. Bart Simpson, yeah, yeah, that's gonna turn out pretty well. But if you try to do like Winston Churchill, the way he <laughs> actually looked as yeah. a tattoo, I just most most of the times it's not gonna turn out. Probably won't. Yeah. <laughs> But let's see. He had like some features that weren't very, weren't aren't very clear, so maybe it looks good. I I don't really remember. I just remember. Yeah, I've never looked at a picture of the tattoo. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about his. Hey, Brad, if you're listening, could you just like in in snap us a picture? Yeah, will you send us that to our Instagram (laughs) or something? However that works. Our Instagram. Put it on our Reddit. Snapchat it to our Instagram. Thanks, Brad. Uh. So he had a bunch of maladies. Thanks, Brad. He had uh cavities. And his DNA had markers for heart disease, and he had arterial calcium deposits, which sounds like heart disease. Yeah, that does not sound good. <laughs> yeah, he had calcium uh, belongs in your bones. Yeah, he had a uh, he was lactose intolerant, and he had Lyme disease too. Oh so wow! He, he's okay. Up. Yeah, I uh, mean the lactose intolerance. I understand that. Like back then, I imagine much. unless you came from like one of the, I think there's like the three hot spots. Right, I think there's yeah. like the the Dutch lowlands, not Easter, very many people like Ethiopia, and then tolerant. yeah, there's one other hot spot, and those are the three places where it has arisen independently. Yeah, um, let's talk about his stomach contents. So, uh, because they found his stomach like after some ten years or something, because oh, it was, looking because it was so shriveled and yeah, desiccated, and it was in the wrong spot because the gravity uh, on like the rock had pushed it up into his chest cavity. Oh, geez. yeah, and so okay, so they, like over time, it just kind of migrated. Yeah, um, so he had about a half pound of food in his stomach, and he so he had a pretty big meal before he died. Yeah, no kidding. Mm. Yeah, uh, he had grain, which was an einkorn variety of wheat, probably ate in the form of bread. 
Okay. And he had fat. Pop- so it was like probably really well milled. Yeah, yeah. Like when they found it, they weren't finding like chunks of bulgur or whatever in his desiccated stomach. They no, were finding huh? like finally. It was molecular evidence, basically. Yeah. And uh, he had fat in his stomach, possibly from dairy, possibly, even though he's lactose intolerant. Okay, because lactose intolerant, it exists in degrees. You yeah. can be extraordinarily lactose intolerant or slightly lactose intolerant, like our producer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he had uh, Ibex meat in his stomach. That's so cool that you bring yeah. that up because I recently found out that the European ibex went extinct like 2,050 years ago or no something shit. like that. Yeah, in, huh. in in more or less modern times. Actually, I think it was, I'm sorry, it was even more recent than that. The ibex, the European ibex, if I'm not mistaken, went extinct after the the life of Christ. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's an incredibly um, modern he also, extinction. He also had some. Ibex fur in his stomach. Wow, that's just um, so cool. Yeah, and uh, he had hornbeam in his stomach, which was probably used as a medicine for indigestion. He um, had hornbeam? Hornbeam. Beam. It's a type B-M. of herb? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's had, just the colloquial name for some sort of... Yeah, Okay. and it's used medicinally for indigestion. Okay. Um, he had po- different pollens in his stomach, and the pollens like showed... From different latitudes, where he would, where he had been. Okay. Like he had different layers of pollen in his stomach. Wait, tract. different latitudes or elevations? Uh, elevations. Oh, okay. Thank okay. You. Yeah. Uh, like they could see different types of plants. Um, from yeah, radically different. Obviously, elevations. you're just swallowing air and swallowing food, and your food has mm. pollen in it. Yep. Um, that's really cool. So and they so could they, they kind, can kind of, of trace where his journey. He had been. Yeah, he had been down at the down in the valley. And was found at like eleven thousand feet south of the Alps, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, in the Alps. Uh, let's talk about the shit he had on him. Okay, like his personal effects. Yeah, his personal effects slash the weapons that may have been embedded in his body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. He had a couple types of mushrooms strung together with a length of leather. And one of the mushrooms is known to have anti-parasitic properties. Oh my god! I just feel like he is. Ex- it's he so just, cool. He's straight out of D&D. Yeah, he's just seriously. like a scout or a ranger straight out of like a freaking fantasy it's so, book. It's so cool because like it's hard to humanize people who live that far, right. that far and, in and, the past. And it is, it, but with all the stuff that he had, it's easier it's to easy see him to, to think of his like story. a living it's human easy. and with a story. Yeah. yeah, and it sparks your imagination. It is so great because you're right. And the further back we go, the less human our history becomes. We stop thinking of these people as being just, just like, like us. us. Yeah. They're just as smart. They're just as complex. They have just as much emotion and depth and narrative to their lives as every one of us. And it's hard to imagine that many and people go ever existing. Yeah. And the shit they go through. Like, our, <laughs> my life is as cushy as, like, the, the, the best noble that ever lived back then. Except the difference <laughs> is I don't have to worry about my aunts and uncles killing me. Like, even a, even yeah. a person yeah. of modest <laughs> wealth in the modern era in a modern country, or sorry, a, a developed country, is just living a much more lavish lifestyle than, yeah, than exactly. like, even the nobility um, and I, I, a thousand years after Utsi was dead. But, yeah, they still laughed, though. I'm yeah, sure. they did. They they probably had yeah. a lot of uh, dark humor. Uh, he had some pretty fucking fine attire, like he had a first bear- time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he had a bearskin cap with a leather chin strap. Oh man, and if I could get a bearskin <laughs> cap with a leather chin strap, <laughs> yeah. I would probably just be made yeah. fun of in this town. He had a clo- skin to bear. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, yeah, you'd be ostracized. He had a cloak of woven grass and a coat made of two different species. And Wikipedia says the coat was made from several animals from two different species, which was stitched together with the hides available at the time. And uh, he had a wooden frame backpack. With that, so this guy was either a fairly good trader or like a fairly successful hunter. Yeah, or somehow like just I, independently I, wealthy. Yeah, like, yeah. Like for 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 as long ago as we're talking about, like that, that that's a that's, that's a pretty good cool haul. Shit. Yeah, like, and we're not. He was we're, not a we're pauper. Not, we're not even close to done yet. Like the wooden frame backpack, I think that's so cool. Um, that is like a backpack that had like had a upside, rigid upside down U shaped skeleton. Yeah. Okay. Um, upside down U shaped skeleton. What do you mean? So like it was the piece of wood that was strapped on his back was an upside down U. So it had been and it had been it had like been bent, bent and over that's and then cool. strung together with uh, crossbars. Okay. Mm. And uh, he had sweet ass shoes. He, uh, this, his shoes, moccasins, I assume, of some type. Uh, they were woven shoes with woven. Bear, yeah, with bearskin soles and deer hide over the top, and he had soft grass socks. And what uh, the yeah, hell? Wikipedia says his shoes were waterproof and wa- seemingly wide, or wide seemingly for walking across the snow. Wow. Yeah. So he was actually he was Purpose. he was equipped for the journey he was going on. He actually yeah. knew that he was doing this and had time to prepare in some sense. Either that for or that's it. just what he was wearing anyway. Okay, so um, like maybe he wasn't preparing to cross the mountains, but like yeah. when you live in the mountains, you wear mountain gear. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I get that. Um he had a belt he had a belt which had an attached fanny pack with a bunch of cool shit in it, including an antler pressure flaker, which is called a retoucher which is used for sharpening and reshaping blades on daggers and arrowheads. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's like a little antler inside of a piece of wood, and then you use the antler to flake off. Flake off more of the the stone. Flint or chart. Um, Yeah, so he had some cool weapons on him, too. He had a small knife with a chert blade cinched onto a wooden handle. So uh, so I'm sorry, a what blade? Chert. Chert? Yeah, it's just like a type of rock. Kind of. Oh, like okay. I think I've heard of that. Um, back when I was in the metaphysical properties of crystals and all of that garbage, and I was like collecting yeah. them for those reasons. Um, I think I remember. It's kind of like a. It flakes off. Chart. It's like a, I, and I think it forms like a brownish, uh, hue to the mineral. Like it's usually yeah. like a brownish kind of dark, orangey, dark brown mm. color. Yeah, yeah. Chart. And uh, his small knife, his small dagger. Uh, had a scabbard, which was woven and tied together with a piece of leather between the seams of it. Okay. And so that could just, like, hang off his belt, and then he could just, like, pull it out real fast, stab some... This is quick draw Stab dagger. some chumps, or cut some things. Cut some um, ears. He had a bow, quiver, and arrows, and two broken arrows had fletching and were tipped with flint, and they were glued with sap from a birch tree. But most of his arrows... Glued, as in the, the head was the, glued to the shaft? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, most of his arrows were unfinished, though. He had, like, 12, 12 other arrows that didn't have fletching and weren't tipped. Um, so he'd found the proper wood, but was just working on yeah, crafting the rest of it. Yeah, working on crafting it. But uh, one of his arrows had blood of two different two different people on it. Oh, shit. So he would go collect <laughs> these arrows. Uh, and those were people, Yeah, he, not he, animals. He, so, yeah, he shot somebody with that arrow. I don't... I think you retrieve an arrow from someone unless you killed them. And retrieved the arrow from it. 
yeah, retrieved the arrow and shot somebody else with it and got God it back damn. again. Damn. This guy started to sound like a fucking, like, I don't know, fucking he's like a. John Wick. But wait, there's but, more. But from back then. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he also had this fucking sweet copper axe. And uh, that surprised archaeologists because it's about a thousand years earlier than people of the area were thought to have made copper. Oh, wow. Axes. Yeah, and it's 99.7% pure copper. And wow, that was, means they knew that what they were doing. Yeah, they actually, this totally. did not happen by any sort of accident. Yeah, it was, they had been practicing these methods for a long time. Yeah, and it was made by casting copper in a two-piece mold. Oh, and, um, okay. Yeah, it was kind of an elongated thing with like a... Uh, Hemwood, I think, was what the handle was made out of, and it came off at a right angle, and then it was like tied on, okay, and stuck into the thing. It looks pretty cool, but that thing would have been so fucking expensive. Like, oh, I bet, right? Like, you so don't, you much. don't. Yeah, like, again, he's not a pauper. No, he had to have been like a chieftain or like someone of relative importance to I have so, all yeah. of this stuff. He was obviously very capable, a warrior, not just a hunter. Yeah, this man killed other men. Seriously, um, and he could afford really fine weaponry. And uh, yeah, that that copper axe would have been so fucking badass. Yeah, he either. Either that came from the guy whose blood originally stained <laughs> yeah, that seriously. arrowhead. Like, maybe that's the reason he yeah. died in a glacier in <laughs> right. the middle of nowhere. Yeah, he, yeah. like we said, uh, he had a fucking arrow in his back. And uh, he also had a big fucking defensive wound on his hand. Okay. Um. Yeah, like, he was cut to the bone in between his palm Ooh, and man. forefinger. And it didn't have time to heal before that's he died. not one of the places I would choose to be cut to the bone yeah. if somebody... No, not Force at me all. to make that choice. <laughs> Where would you? I guess the thigh, the maybe my forearm. I'll take it in the knee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, not not the hand. Not the hand. That happened in Pan's Labyrinth. A dude chopped his guy's hands from the Ugh. finger wedge down to the palm, Ugh. and that part of the film makes me grossed out. That is gross. Yeah. Um, Poor Uzi. So let's uh, go over some facts about him, and then we'll speculate about his last couple days. Okay. All right. So within a couple days, he went from the valley to the high mountains. He ate a good meal a couple of hours before he died. He had a probably defensive wound on his hand. He got shot in the back, and the arrow wasn't there. Um, so maybe they wanted to, didn't want his stuff to be identified as a killer. He had four different people's blood on his stuff. He had a concussive wound to the head, and whoever killed him didn't take his shit. Um, yeah, that part kind of almost confuses me. Like maybe me he was able to get away from the people who killed him before he died. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe they they had they were pressed to get out of there. But like, or, I mean, if they had time to kill maybe him, he the stuff he had on him was just so valuable. Or maybe he was respected enough that that would be. That would oh be yeah, you know upon. I didn't even think about that. Maybe or, there are religious reasons or cultural reasons why it would have been taboo to take his things. Or like if that axe, like that axe was probably so unique that anybody, if they had it, they would just been like, "You got Utsu's fucking axe, dude." Like, yeah. What did you kill him? We I, haven't I, seen him for a while. I could see that if you were if he was killed by members of his same nation. Yeah. Right. Like. Yeah. I think though. I don't know why. I just think he was a bastard, probably, that deserved to die. I think... I, I, I th Part of me thinks that maybe he fucking stole that fucking yeah, axe. Yeah, he probably stole the axe. He fucking 
went and raped some people. <laughs> and then I mean, this is olden times. That was like <laughs> that was par for the course. So yeah. if we're omitting that, it would only be pulling punches. Yeah. Honestly, like he he killed. If some, he was a bastard, he was a real bastard. People, killed some people's ibexes, and then shot him when they found out, and then fucking. Ran up in the mountains after getting stabbed in the hand. <laughs> and they fucking found him and shot him in the back. And then they're like, all right, time to go home. And honestly, his survival skills may have been par for the course for for the average, um, you know, People Alpian citizen back then. Yeah. Uh, but just from a modern perspective, he seems like such a fucking, just Seriously. a born identity level badass Seriously, with his uh, field skills. It's crazy. Like all the shit he had on him, like in order to like yeah, heal like, his wounds yeah. and like, just he had a ranged weapon, two melee weapons. And some of his stuff were like so expertly done, like his shoes. Somebody on Wikipedia was quoted as saying that he's convinced that people of the time had uh, cobblers or something something to that effect oh, for how well they were made basically yeah they like, were so well made that it had to have been somebody who specialized in that yeah there's no way that somebody would just learn that or that like really like have the time have the spare time to invest in learning how to make shoes that good yeah it had to have been a shoemaker yep. yeah i buy that yeah specialization is what makes civilization part of the time worth it and then also just like it's what makes it special is that people have the time to like to devote their life to making things. shoes. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, they're probably pretty damn important. But I think that's all shoes I are important. Yeah. Just to just to uh, iterate this for the first mostly. time. I am totally against this stupid fucking movement to to like no shoes. Yeah. Use okay, well, you know what? If you're going to go out in downtown Eugene, walk around without any shoes on, first off, you're going to get hookworm. And then secondly, because they enter through your feet. And then secondly, you're going to step on some You glass. know what? At least at least pay the shipping and just send your shoes to to a developing nation. Because <laughs> yeah. guess what? Shoes are one of the most lacking commodities in developing world nations that could improve health dramatically. Oh, huh. Because so many people around the world get infectious diseases through their feet mm. that would be prevented by having footwear. So I just kind of see it as a huge fucking slap in the face anytime one of these hippies around town yeah. is just like, no, I'm not going to wear shoes because it connects to me with the earth yeah. when I take my were... shoes off. And I just feel where I'm walking more. They were wearing shoes fucking fifty three hundred years ago. Obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. Shoes like, are not a new invention. Nice They're not ruining your posture. They're not doing anything bad, except if you're a hookworm. From from your perspective, <laughs> they are actually a yeah. disaster. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I got on Utsi. You got anything else you want to talk about with about Utsi, the Iceman, the mm. un- oldest unsolved murder mystery? No. I uh I recently learned a little bit about Kennewick, Kennewick Man. Oh, that's the next. Bit. That's another episode. Oh, is it? I right. know, probably. <laughs> uh, but what do you know? I I, I was just I found I'm out that kidding. despite the fact that we had unearthed him a long time ago, it was the Army Corps of Engineers that had him this whole time, and so anthropologists oh. were only able to actually study Kennewick Man for sixteen days before he was handed back over to. Um, the Arm- Native American nations. Uh, huh. Well, yeah, uh, the Army Corps oh, of Engineers. Yeah, yeah, but then yeah. in 2016, there was a decision that he was, in fact, um, an ancestor of a specific Native American nation, and they won the lawsuit to get him treated as such, and they buried him in an undisclosed site, okay. which I 
I I'm, totally agree with I'm as a. It's good for culture, but it it's is. bad for science. Exactly. It is a win for a community that has been screwed over time and time again in their treaties with the United States government. And so in that way, it is a win for the recognition of the rights and sovereignty of a nation that owns the land that it lives on. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand... Imagine what this, we could learn. The, Kennewick Man lived a long, long time ago. I think roughly 2,000 years ago. Okay. And so to claim him as a cultural <clears throat> ancestor, there's almost no culture on Earth that Kennewick Man would recognize as being anything like yeah, his yeah. own. Um, and certainly I don't consider... 2000 year old irish and belgian people my no, cultural heritage no. uh but and so i, I do think different. like science science did miss out on this we could have learned a lot about um early americans but on the other hand like, i mean it does kind of seem like maybe it is their right to decide what gets done with this truth yeah um yeah so that's it for this episode the explanations is recorded at rabbit pen studios in eugene oregon it's produced, edited, and provided them sweet licks by Jonathan Cunningham. If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash Dexplanations. Big thanks to my current patrons, Ben, Kevin, Nick, Linda, Tanner, Susan, Alexis, and Simone. Thanks to you, I was able to pay for the logo, and you guys helped me pay for, this, for a subscription to the Oxford English Dictionary. Likely, I got a bunch of things wrong, and if you want to tell me about it or you want to clarify something we went over... Hit me up at DexplanationsPodcast at gmail.com. Tweet me at Dexplanations or comment on the Instagram or on the Reddit. I'll bring it up in a later episode or do a new episode about it. We pretty much only grow with word of mouth, so please, please, please. As for you, you have stunning eyes. Bye now. Bye <laughs> now.